Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PPC podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Gerhardt. We are here, episode 17, with Mindy Plick. Hey, Mindy. Hello. Uh, Mindy is our director of children's ministry, which most of you probably know that. Um, I've asked her to be on the podcast because I thought it'd be fun. I like having Mindy on. Uh, she's a big fan of podcasts, right? <laughs> That's right. So was, now you get to be on one. I know. Well, this is my second, my second time. Right. Here. Right. I know. So I'm waiting I'm for your expert. own podcast on yeah. something podcast with Mindy with a Patreon. I don't know. <laughs> Man. Um, so today we're going to talk about community partnerships and specifically kind of um, how they help support churches' visions and why they're uh, a really valuable kind of asset for churches, but also how they help make um, churches and communities better examples of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and how in many ways uh, PPC is kind of taking that as a really important part of its uh, identity and its core. And I think that's really special. I'll start with a story uh, to kind of show you kind of a, a good example and um, how, P- how PPC is doing that. And involves solidarity, something I'm sure we'll be talking about several times. But when I interviewed here, um, I don't know, you remember you were on the search team. Right. We did a tour of the neighborhood. Right. And they were very proud. I don't know at what point the connection with solidarity was. I don't, I think maybe they were helping out at Merge. And I heard that they had been here a couple times, right? Yeah, it was mostly, I think, just a connection with a few families here at PPC and maybe a Bible study that kind of um, took it upon themselves to support Solidarity. But it wasn't a whole church partnership at that point. Right. It was the Got Soul Bible study, right? Yes. It was like right. making dinners for their Bible Solidarity's Bible study. Yes. And um, I had heard, I think I'd said that I'm familiar with Solidarity because I, I went to to Hope International University and Solidarity. Um, I was in my junior year, I think, and I was in a class on uh, urban ministry development. And uh, Tommy, the uh, founder of Solidarity, came and spoke in our class about urban youth ministry. And then the next time we met, we went and toured Solidarity and they weren't, they didn't, they had a different building at the time. So I was familiar with it. Um, Hadn't really kept uh, up to date too much of, um, what they had been up to, but the moment that we walked in, I had met uh, a couple of people that I went to school with, and one of them was in my guy's Bible study at Hope, uh, Matt Anderson. And so um, it was kind of a funny moment where this, even though they knew that I grew up here, this church had me out from Michigan, and yet I'm meeting people who they already work with who we went to college together. And um, it was a great example of what kind of community looks like. You know, there's these connections all over the place because we're all trying to reach the same community uh, for Christ and and love people. And so if we do that together, we'll probably be more impactful. So Mindy, why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe your journey kind of um, in PPC and kind of when you begin to see some of those partnerships and how you saw them develop and how you've seen them kind of uh, make PPC thrive and flourish. Yeah. So, um, I, I've grown up here at PPC. I've been here since I was three. And so I've seen a lot of, um, partnerships develop here in different ways. So we have, um, his house, which is a homeless shelter, a transitional shelter right next door to us. PPC actually developed that shelter. Um, so it started out it was birthed from PPC, but now it's under the umbrella of PPC and it's run by its own staff. And so we, I see that as a partnership, even though it originated from here. Um, we, let's see, um, we have partnerships 
uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of, we have so many things that we do, so many ways that we serve our community, both here and communities like in Mexico. Um, But I've been on staff here for almost three years now. So I've been here at the church almost my whole life, but I've actually been on staff at the director of children's ministry for three years. And I've really been able to experience um, what it looks like to dive into a partnership with an organization that um, is already in existence. And so, um, like you mentioned, Solidarity, we have uh, really become tight partners with them and and with each program and each um, month that goes by, I feel like we go deeper and deeper into this partnership. And what I really like about our partnership with Solidarity is that they were in existence already before we were um, collaborating with them. And they had and still do have an incredible organization. And it wasn't like we were trying to create this whole new program to start when they already existed. They already had this incredible program. And so what we did was we joined with them to find out how we could um, help serve their community, which is actually our community, but help serve with them in their existing program in their existing structure. And so um, it, it is really cool because we, um, you know, you have to step into it humbly and um, with the understanding that um, you're not going in to try to fix anything or save anybody or, you know, you're, you are, are just, you're a servant and working in partnership, which is actually, you know, like you're on equal ground with who you're working with and who you're serving. And, um, so that's been really exciting to see yeah. and experience. Yeah. I see that play out in a lot of really, really amazing and really cool ways. Like, um, so the merge Bible studies that they do, I mean, um, I don't know for I don't know how long they've kind of opened it up to people in the community, really taking a big role. But this past year, um, the merged Bible studies were taught by uh, Gloria on staff and solidarity. Myself, you know, the youth director at PPC, and uh, Jay Lee, um, t- a teaching pastor at a church plant. Jay Wu. Uh, oh, Jay Lee. No, Jay. Jay oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, Jay Wu. I don't know if you ever led one. No, Jay Lee oh, sorry, is from. Sorry. You know that that church that's kind of merged with One Life City. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's from okay. there, and he's, um, gosh, he has he's from, he got like a like an MDiv from Talbot, and here we are sitting around wow. like teaching these seven or eight you know community students. Um, I see that that is really very interesting and fascinating for this for this group to kind of get together and the three of us to decide how to teach students. You know, yeah. and then I love seeing it when they have like a celebration or a meeting or, Hey, come and get free cold brew. And we show up and there's, you're there. I'm there. PPC people are there. Maybe some other churches are are there. Um, I will say that, uh, it's fairly unique and, uh, I don't know if I have to say this sensitively or not, but I don't see many other 107 year old churches, um, like us at those kinds of gatherings. Mm You know, I, I maybe some young churches that are kind of with it to community um, involvement. I, I don't know if I, how to say that, but I don't see many other mainlines or older churches yeah. jumping into these partnerships and 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 working, like you said, kind of yeah. side by side, yeah. hand in hand. 
I see the the tendency is to kind of island off and silo these these mm-hmm. classic churches that have been around for a long time and continue to do ministry the way they've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I uh, you know maybe at their fundraisers and big things you might see a couple other churches there, but like um, how do you say it? Like the putting like getting your hands dirty and doing mm-hmm. ministry together. Mm-hmm. You see college age students who are giving up of their time mm-hmm. and a couple people from some church plants and then PPC. Yeah. And yeah. it's really beautiful. I think so too. And um, yeah, there's really no rule book or instruction guide for how to do this. And so honestly, I have to say that it's been scary too, because mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of examples of other churches getting into a really deep collaboration with another nonprofit um, where it is, like we said, a true partnership where it's even, I I have to give just an interesting um, example that I think is really cool. Last summer, we, we had this collaboration with solidarity with our children and youth programs. And so we had a, one of their college students on our staff as an intern. And this was, a woman from the solidarity community. And so she worked under us, I guess, like I was her supervisor and she helped lead our children's programs and she was just incredible. And, um, we all fell in love with her and it was really interesting because then in the fall, once our summer program was over, she served as the supervisor at their after school program. And then I worked under her as, uh, <laughs> as right. one of the, 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 um, Volunteer. volunteers with their after school program. And so it was really cool. I thought that was just a beautiful example of what a partnership looks like because um, she, I was her supervisor. And then there were even days where in the morning I was her supervisor and then we'd say, <laughs> I'll see you in the afternoon. And then it flipped and she was my supervisor and it was That's just crazy. beautiful. And That's I loved crazy. it. And it was really cool because her little brothers were part of the program. My children the same age were part of the program and they were friends and it was just like we really were doing life together with them nobody was above anyone else um we it really was a a beautiful snapshot i think of what the kingdom of god looks like you know it was it was really beautiful yeah and one of the things that you had said that was was interesting is that uh you had said that there's no rule book and it can be kind of scary and I remember uh, lots of questions and stuff when we talked about bringing uh, Camino Immigration mm-hmm. on the PPC. Yes. And, and people had asked questions like, that the church, do churches do that? You know, like, can a church do that? Um, we do. Yeah, yeah. And, and those questions were like, I don't know, but we're just, let's just try it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if, if, you're, if you're listening and you're not sure what Camino Immigration Service is, it's a legal, a nonprofit legal service that mm-hmm. was looking for... Um, a new home, mm-hmm. some office space, and um, we had some space that was was used, but but very rarely and mainly kind of for storage. But it had been an office space at one point. Oh, I take that back. And half of it was the the preschool's office. Right. And we found a way to bring uh, that that legal services onto our campus um, and give them a space to meet and a space to practice. And we had just figured out a way to make it happen and um, knew that we should partner with them and help them. Yeah. And um, I, I think what helped us in making that decision and what continues to help us in making these decisions on um, how these partnerships will look like is just really 
trying and praying to keep our eyes on Jesus and what, mm. where he is in all of this, because I find, you know, for myself, it's, it's so easy to be distracted by the rules that we have made for our churches and for how it's supposed to look, you know, how this is how churches do it. And we have to, you know, like we, we don't do that. Like that's maybe a little controversial to have an immigration legal service on your campus. Well, you know, where's Jesus in that? Mm -hmm. I, I personally, I really believe that Jesus wants us to be serving our local immigrant community and making space for that because there are neighbors and they are, um, in a really scary place right now. And there's a great need for that. And so, um, and he called us to love our neighbors. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, like I said a little while ago, it is really scary, but what gives me peace is, um, knowing that Jesus is with us in the, in, in this and what, and we're going to mess up because we're humans. But I think if we are constantly striving to keep our eyes on Jesus and find him in each space and what that looks like and what, what it, what, where love is in mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And, um, that if, if we keep that as our focus, um, you know, even when we mess up, which we will, we're with Jesus in that and we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can step forward. I think that, uh, that must be really difficult for a lot of churches. And, and even within the context of PPC, there's, um, I think we must have a lot of freedom to be able to do that. And, and, and the congregation trusts its leadership and staff enough to be really light on our feet and say things like that. Like, I believe Jesus would want us to do this. And so they say, well, then go do that. You know, they yeah. might not say that yeah. ahead of time, but we present it. And, yeah. and when it's voted on or whenever we move forward, mm-hmm. um, leadership and they're able to see that, you know, because I, I think one of the, difficulties and one of the faults that many organizations and churches struggle with when they try these partnerships, and I've seen it at other churches that I've been on staff at, is that they go to a meeting and one organization presents what they do and how they do it mm-hmm. and just wants you to help. And the other organization said, this is how we do it. And this is what mm-hmm. we do. Can you help? And no one's willing to possibly end the program. Mm-hmm. No one's willing to possibly um, help fund another organization's program. Uh, No one's willing to get messy and get confusing and Mm -hmm. plan something from the ground up that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. And therefore the partnerships, either they don't last long or they're not really partnerships. They're just kind of like, okay, you've always done that. So I'll help you do that. And PPC, we've had to, we've had to do some of those difficult things, some of those flexible things in programs so that programs where we think Jesus is calling us to do, we can be a part of. Yeah. Or do the really hard work of, I mean, literally, you and I have been to so many meetings where they're just like, let's just have planning meetings where we don't have mm-hmm. anything. We have an idea of what we want to do, but what does it look like when we do it together? Right. Let's plan from the ground up this whole ministry experience as partners. Yeah. As opposed to this is how we've always done it. Where do you guys fit? I mean, if a partnership isn't that, it isn't where do you fit into what we do? Exactly. It's let's create something not necessarily brand new, but let's create something together yep. so that we can ar- already decide together where we can fit within each other's organization. Yeah. And I like how you said messy and confusing. Um, I, yeah. I think that we, we need to not be afraid of that. It's okay to step into something that's messy and confusing. Um, it's, it's scary, but um, that's where faith comes in, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and we may not know where, 
you know, the, the path is leading. We, we may just see the next step and, um, we don't know what's beyond that, but with faith, you know, we, we can take that step and it's going to be messy and confusing. Um, but there's a lot of growth. There's mm-hmm. so much growth in there and there's so much beauty in that mess and confusion. Yeah. And it's just really beautiful to, to do that in partnership with, um, with our community and with our neighbors. Yeah. And another thing that, that I love about being in partnership with, with community organizations and in particular with solidarity is that we get to be in relationship with people that we normally wouldn't be in relationship with. And it's, um, it's, it's so important to have leaders, have the, have the voices of our leaders be coming from different people, mm. different groups of people. So it's not all just, okay, I'm, it's not all just like upper middle class white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Like it's, it's, we live in North Orange County. That is not the majority here, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so it's so important for us to, um, to listen right. sometimes just listen and and um, learn from our neighbors yeah maybe the best way to make space in your predominantly uh traditional power holder organization Mm -hmm. is is maybe not just opening the doors to them because they don't feel comfortable but partnering with an organization that um doesn't look the same yeah because if you just say oh yeah we're open to um minorities or marginalized groups and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they have anything they want to do with us exactly like, oh, that's great but i have my own yeah i have my own partnerships and connections and relationships and what places that i serve and places that god's called me to do and so i don't thank you for the the invitation yeah. but that's not that doesn't that's not necessarily an improvement which you may think that it is right. so instead if the partnership looks like that giving equal mm-hmm. space giving opportunities yes. um to uh, I guess, voices and platforms and listening. Mm-hmm. And that might, that might even be an easier way than just saying, yeah, of course we welcome uh, those that are different or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, that doesn't necessarily equate to people feeling like they want to be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know um, one of the things I was thinking about is that uh, a partnership uh, can be a fairly significant um, commitment. Mm-hmm. And both you and I have, have experienced this kind of moment where we realize that what... Um, especially with kind of the after-school programs, what a true partnership would look like would be the regular volunteer. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, I'll come to a meeting or I'll come to a fundraiser or I'll come to an event, which are great things. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the context of working, especially with teens and children, what a true partnership or the true need or a true service would look like is that regular person that comes and volunteers. And I don't know what it's like in the after school program that you work with, with children. But I think it's really beautiful in, in some ways. And a good example of what PPC is willing to do is that um, for the most part, I'm, I might be the only like non solidarity staff at yeah. a merge gathering, you know, yeah. um, or the, or the only volunteer or, you know, probably definitely the only like church staff member who's yeah. coming to, to be a part of these programs. Yeah. Um, but I remember consciously, you know, having to kind of make that decision that, um, it can't just be this occasional thing that like part of my job and part of what it means to be director of emerging generations at PPC is to volunteer or to serve or to mm-hmm. go as often, you know, 
yes. 90% of the time, that's where yes. you're at on a Monday night or Absolutely. A yeah. And, and I'm, yeah, relationship. That's where the relationships come in. That without a relationship, it really isn't a partnership. It's just going and doing something to help, you know, help out in whatever way and then just step out and go right. back home. Um, you really have to, if for it to be a true partnership, you've got to have relationship in there, relationship between the leaders, relationship with the leaders and like the children or whoever's being served and um, listening from everybody and um, going in and attending, you know, family events and mm-hmm. and games quinceaneras which we're doing soon yeah. so actually excited. we're hosting one isn't that a we great are. beautiful it's our first quinceanera yeah, isn't that i think it's amazing it's i hope that we can celebrate that i hope yeah. that we can make some kind of celebratory moment that yeah. in the hundred years of hundred plus years of ppc we're hosting our first quinceanera for a family i think that's really cool i think it's amazing and it's a family that we didn't know a year ago right. you know and, and and it developed our relationship with this um, young girl or young woman developed out of our partnership with solidarity. Right. So, um, yes, she's now like we're family with her, you know, she's, Mm -hmm. she's, we belong to them. They belong to us. It's, it's just, it's really, really great. That's what I wanted to end with. And something that I know you and I are both very passionate about, and we can both, um, spend a lot of time, uh, talking and almost ranting about the fact that the real benefit is, is us. And the real, Mm -hmm. the real benefit is, is obviously the kingdom of God, but mm-hmm. there's a huge, almost unquantifiable benefit that PPC gets from these partnerships and relationships. Yeah. And it's not just people, but like you said, it, it's relationships. And and we can go down the list in the past couple of years and see people who, who have become a part of PPC because of these relationships with organizations like Solidarity. Mm-hmm. We can see places that our hearts have changed, you know, yeah. you and I, and probably yeah. other people here at PPC would say that. Um, we can see just the very, um, the blessing and the honor for someone else who maybe doesn't even come here and doesn't know anything about the church, doesn't even know what Presbyterianism is, open up their life and their heart to to us yeah. and to, to, to give us the opportunity to love them, to try our best to model Christ and show them who God is. Um, that's an amazing opportunity that I, I that I, I think is priceless yep. to PPC and its vision of of wanting to spread God's kingdom. What do you think? Yeah, it's beautiful. And you know, um, in the context of working with children and youth, it's it's beautiful to see that with the children too. You know, my own children are a part of um, solidarity programs, and um, I just see the my children and how their hearts have grown and how their lives have been so enriched by their relationships with the other kids and the other staff at solidarity um it's just priceless it really is there it's it makes me sad um to think of churches that don't do that that don't Mm -hmm. have that that ability to connect with other other groups of people outside of their mm-hmm. safe space on their church. I, it, I, um, it really makes me sad. And so I, I really encourage other churches to seek ways to, um, get off of your campus and, um, learn, you know, just really try to see who your neighbors are, see what organizations are going on around you and, and 
don't just go and serve for a day right. and go back home, but like see how you really can do this together because the results are just beautiful. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, there, you know, we, some of the things that we talk about is, you know, the partnership, the kind of, you know, the both organizations working together and, and, and giving at each other. And, and I think something that we don't talk about is in an organization like Solidarity, they are giving us huge things and gifts and benefits. And one of them is they're giving us the trust that they've built with people in the community mm-hmm. over 15 years. Yeah. And then so the fact that we've spent time with them and they trust us through relationships yes. with staff and leadership yes. and even families, they're saying, okay, I'm, we're going to, to bring you in on these relationships that yes. we've been building for 15 years and, and, and let you love them and listen to them yeah. and see them and, and contend with them. Um, that doesn't happen. We couldn't do that tomorrow as a church if we wanted to. It would yeah. take take yeah. years and years and years and years. Absolutely. And they are graciously offering that to us uh, because of the wish that we've been with them over yeah. the years. Yeah. And that's a that's a thing that, like I said, it would take years and it would be very difficult to do that. And that's something that churches who are struggling or wanting to reach their community or different communities, like you said, maybe the first place they should look is some of these pre-existing organizations. Yeah. And and one of the, yeah. one of the things I want to talk about, I want to end real quick, is that um, uh, Grapevine Ministry, which is now OC United Ministry, the church has partnered with with a long time with mm-hmm. with Donna. Um, she has a ministry and it has to do with kind of uh, abuse recovery and uh, helping women kind of leave ab- abusive relationships. And um, PPC have partnered with her for a long time. And the way that we've done that is, is that teens go and, and serve with her and for her, helping her make uh, gifts that she hands out for relationships, helping her uh, pray for her, helping her um, kind of reach some of these goals that she wants to reach of, of reaching people. And just last uh, two Sundays ago, she gathered our students together and she wanted to tell us something really important, but she does a lot. And it's really a cool moment when she wants to share with us. And she says, um, next month I'm starting the second um, abuse recovery program, uh, Anaheim PD, uh, for women who are in abuse relationship or who are just leaving them to help heal. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of them, it's actually helped leave. They haven't left yet. And, um, it was her idea to do it with a police station because one of the reasons why they're afraid to meet to talk about abuse is they don't feel safe. Um, if their if their partner knows that they're getting the support, guidance, and skills to leave, mm. they wouldn't be allowed to do that. And so, at a police station, maybe they would feel safe, and the police would say, "We'll offer the safety." And so, two years ago, uh, we offered to pray with her about it, and uh, we decided, kind of in the moment, let's go pray at the Fullerton. PD, which is across the street from where her ministry is. And so here we were holding hands in a circle on the side of the sidewalk, praying for Donna and her ministry at Fullerton PD to start it there. And she had told us that she wants her um, legacy to be these courses. And she wants to see one at every PD in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And she was so excited to tell us that Anaheim is starting now. So she'll have two. And two years ago, she had zero. And she said it was because, one of the reasons was because is because you guys prayed for me mm. to do that. Yeah. And that's a ministry that we didn't start, a ministry that we wouldn't even think about because maybe someone is in, in our church as a passionate as Donna is about women in abuse mm. situations. And yet here we are partnering with her, helping her do what she feels God has called her to do through a relationship, through prayer, through service, and through supporting her and sharing a little bit of that passion with her. I think that's, that's, I think that's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. That is. 
Uh, thank you so much for, for being with us uh, today and uh, sharing uh, some of the things that you're passionate about. Uh, I want to remind everyone uh, that this Sunday, service starts at 10 a.m. Uh, so it's Father's Day as well. So if you haven't gotten a gift or a letter or a phone call to your father, now's a good time to think about that. And um, so we would love to uh, see you here. I've been saying for a long time, Sundays at 9.30. So from now on, uh, thank you for listening. I hope to see you Sundays at 10 a.m. Bye. Bye-bye.